once I found out what was in our foods, it really just led me to figure out, it's like, okay, if they're putting this junk in our foods, what else are they putting and allowing junk in? You're listening to The Naturally Noel Show, brought to you by Noel's Naturals, all natural products that really work. And now, please welcome entrepreneur, wife, homeschooling mom of four, and founder of the Noel's Naturals brand of products, your host, Noel Talley. Well, welcome to the show today. I'm so excited to have Mirna with me today. It's only been, gosh, what, three months since we've been trying to <laughs> schedule time to do this. <laughs> Yes, and thank you so much for having me, Noelle. Happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about how you got started on the journey to non-toxic living, because I feel like we all have kind of our story of of something that happened that kind of shook things loose for us and kind of made us realize, wow, I need to do things differently. Yes, absolutely. So um, I had some very dear friends. They are still good friends of mine to this day. When my girls were younger, so we are also a blended family. So this was even before I married my husband. We had some friends. And anytime um, my daughters would hang out with their daughters, they would always tell me about this super strict diet that they were on. So if we had sleepovers or if we had them over, you know, they would give me a list of items and brands that their daughters could eat. And at the time, I was like, what weirdos? Like, who does that? Like... (laughs) I like I was just used to just pulling whatever off the shelf, just basically assuming that it was fine. And um, as my daughters hang out, hung out with their daughters even more, like they just were consistent. I was like, okay, so this isn't just like a seasonal thing. Like this is their lifestyle. It finally just got to the point where I was like, maybe there's something to this label reading. Maybe there's something to the brands that they're feeding their families. And I started doing my own research, and I felt like they never pressured me into doing it. They never made me feel bad for the choices that I made for my family. They never made me think that it's like, oh my gosh, you're feeding your family junk. They just simply said, hey, these are the brands that, you know, they're allowed to eat. Other brands, you know, we've just seen like behavioral issues or, you know, we've, um, our health has improved by switching to safer brands. And even at the time, it just went all over my head. But because of the way that they were just always so loving and so kind, and it's like, you know, this is just what we've chosen for our family. It just made me realize it's like, wow, maybe I should start looking into the foods that my family is eating as well. And so um, it honestly wasn't until my husband and I got married in 2015 that I actually started making the swaps for my family um, on our own. And once I found out what was in our foods, it really just led me to figure out, it's like, okay, if they're putting this junk in our foods, what else are they putting and allowing junk in? Wow. So, you know, it's interesting that you brought up a point that I feel like is so important to touch on is that this family, the way that they presented this to you did not feel judgmental because I feel like sometimes people who hang around me who do not do anything naturally at all tend to be like, Oh, I know, I know you don't like those things or, Oh, you know, I, I, I made this dish to bring to your house, but it's not organic. And I feel like people feel like they're going to offend me or something if they don't live the way that I do, even though I try (laughs) so hard to just, you know, present it as this is what we believe. And this is how we do things. But 
Tell me a little bit more about what it was that they did that made you feel so open to this idea. Um, it just got to the point where I finally just flat out asked her, like I asked the mom, I was like, why do you do this? What are the ingredients doing? Like what, like I just bluntly just started asking questions. And that's, I think when she saw that I opened the door for that conversation and she just poured it all out. And it was a little much at first, but I think like, you know, in order to teach people certain things and in order to let them know, it's like, Hey, certain things can be harming you. We have to earn that position in people's lives. So we can't just look at someone sitting on a park bench and they're eating a bag of Doritos and being like, Oh my gosh, you're, you're eating toxic foods. Like, it has to be a position that's earned and you have to earn that trust with somebody. And so I just feel like once I started asking the questions and she started giving me answers, we were just able to have that open dialogue. And like I said, like you made a great point, like it was never out of judgment. It was just always out of love and kindness. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I feel like it's funny. Sometimes I've made the um, comparison that we can be an evangelist for our lifestyle choices as much as we can be an evangelist for our faith sometimes. You know, it feels like I can help you and your life will be so much better if you made these changes. But we have to realize that not everybody is ready or open for that conversation. So you kind of have to wait for the right time for them to come to you with those questions. 100%. And that's like why, honestly, I just feel like it always needs to be done and loving kindness, because if you are the person that does feel like that someone else feels judged by, then they're not going to want to come to your house and enjoy a meal with you. They're not going to want um, to bring a meal to your home because they feel like that you're probably going to judge them. So, you know, we also have, um, I'm a party planner by heart. Like if I could have people over and just food everywhere all the time, I would. But when I know that other people are coming over, I like to have a mix of like healthier, like organic options. But then I also like to have foods that other people are comfortable eating. Cause I also don't want to be the house that it's like, Ooh, we're going to leave starving if we don't eat that food. <laughs> and so I try to like balance it out and just make people just feel welcome and comfortable as well. For sure. So, so what are areas that you might be more willing to compromise in? Because I know for me, like I do have friends who are incredibly strict with it. Like if their children go to a birthday party, they're bringing their own cake for their kids because they don't want their kids to eat, you know, whatever is being provided or they'll bring their own foods for their own kids. And for me, you know, and it, and that's definitely, there's a difference between someone who has a true food allergy yes, and that's what they're protecting. And I understand that. But if it's, if it's just, you know, lifestyle choices, one, I don't want my kids to be the weird kids. <laughs> and I, I don't want other people to feel like, you know, we are, you know, these people that, you know, are, are so particular, but so there are areas the where I, family. <laughs> yeah, there are areas where I, you know, we will make compromises like, you know, this one time we're going to allow this. And we talk with our children, like, you know, obviously these are not choices that we normally make, but, you know, we'll let ourselves have this treat this one time. So what are areas where you kind of are willing to, to stretch a little? Um, I do the same thing as you. Um, we are very fortunate that we do not have um, allergies. And I mean, if you think about it, honestly, like a lot of people think that, you know, they're gluten free, or they think that, you know, they do have certain food sensitivities, but we really just have pesticide and toxic sensitivities. So in a way, you know, everybody kind of eats certain foods and breads and, 
you know, drinks beer and like you immediately bloat. That's a sign of sensitivity. We weren't meant to ingest certain toxins and certain things, but, um, whenever we go to birthday parties, we do kind of the same as you. We just let them know. It's just like, Hey, we don't normally eat this, but you know, today it's a treat. Or if we go to like potlucks or if we go to like other people's homes and you know, they're offering certain things, we just let them know. And I like to live by the 80, 20 rule where it's like, you know, we try to do 80% clean and safer options, but we also allow that 20% because I also want my children and my family to have a positive relationship with food. So I don't want them to feel like certain things are out of their reach that whenever they leave my home, they are just constantly ingesting it and going overboard with it. Because I mean, my oldest is 15. She'll be driving herself soon. She's going to be able to walk into a store and buy whatever she wants here soon. So as I'm eliminating certain things and certain ingredients, I also try to educate them at the same time. And this is super evident whenever we go on vacation as well, because especially vacation time, you don't always have the same um, grocery stores. And so sometimes you just have to, I guess, like allow certain brands that you normally wouldn't. But then you know what? We end up feeling groggy. We end up getting stomach aches. We end up getting headaches and different stuff like that. And so whenever that happens, I do remind my family, it's like, guys, think about how we've been eating. Like we've just not been eating as well as we usually do when we're at home. And so to be able to point out those physical changes when we don't eat the way we normally do, it's almost like an aha moment for them as well. Yeah, that's such a good point. Now, we've been talking a lot about food. I do want to talk a little bit about skincare and, you know, cleaning products. What sort of things are like, no, this will never come in my house. And then where are you able to be a little bit more flexible with with like cleaning products and, and things like that? Um, well, cleaning products, we have definitely gotten gotten rid of the big, huge name brands. I mean, think about the cleaning spaces in our homes. It's like nine times out of 10, the bathrooms aren't very big. Whenever you're putting these cleaning products in such a small space, like you are immediately inhaling that stuff. And not only are you inhaling it in the moment that you're using it to clean, but it kind of lingers. And I remember growing up that whenever I would smell like the lemony floor cleaner, or, um, you know, just the pungence of bleach in the air to me, I guess we're kind of like, I don't want to say brainwashed, but we're kind of convinced that that means clean. It's like, no, those chemicals in the air should not be going in our lungs. They should not be hanging out in our homes. And so honestly, like with cleaning supplies, I've just gotten rid of all of it. And I've completely like changed to safer brands because if I'm inhaling that and like, there have been absolutely no studies done on the effects of it hanging out in your lungs, or if it even leaves your lungs, I just really didn't want that in my house. Yeah. It's funny. Like there are so many things like we think if a shampoo foams up a whole bunch, that that means that our hair is getting really clean. And really that's not even necessary at all for cleaning. Or like if your mouth is like burning with minty flavor after you brush your teeth, you think, oh, my mouth is really clean. And it's funny because, you know, we have tooth powders that do have a mint flavor with essential oils, but it's not going to be a strong, like blast your mouth mint flavor. We have to explain to people like your teeth and your mouth will be so much cleaner than it was with conventional toothpaste, but you have to get used to not having that crazy strong mint flavor to tell you that you're clean, you know? Yes, absolutely. So, um, I think most of our listeners will probably already be, you know, at least somewhat 
um, on the path to living a more natural life. But for the newbie, for somebody who, you know, this is brand new for them and they don't even know where to start, what would you say are some basic things, some basic swaps that you could start with to get on the, the path to being toxin free? Well, I want to first encourage anybody who is listening, if this is your first time hearing, it's like, oh my gosh, my cleaning products are toxic or my food is toxic. Don't look at the entire picture because if you try to look at your home as a whole, you are going to freak out. You are going to get overwhelmed. You're going to try to frantically throw it all out and then replace it all. Or you might just choose to ignore it because you're just like, you know what? If I pretend it's not toxic, you know, it's fine. But I highly encourage anyone just to take it literally one product at a time because not everyone has the luxury or the financial capability of throwing it all out and starting it all over. So as you're grocery shopping and you run out of bread, try looking for a safer bread option. Or if you're um, cleaning and you realize, you know, your multi-purpose cleaner is coming to an end, start looking for a multi-purpose cleaner that is actually safer for your health and replace it with that instead. The same way with what's in your bathroom. If you're about to run out of shampoo, um, start looking for a safer option. The same with makeup. Makeup, especially women, put on at least 10 to 15 products a day in the morning before they even leave the bathroom. So as your mascara comes to be dried out and empty, look for a safer option. So take it literally just one product at a time and learn as you go. Because like I said, if you look at the entire picture, you are going to get overwhelmed. Okay. So let's, let's get even a little bit more specific. So let's kind of go category by category. So starting with food, what would you say would be like the top three food swaps to begin with? Um, honestly, I look at it by ingredients because, and this is how I did it. This might not work for everybody else, but this is how I chose to do it just because I don't know. This is just the path I chose to take. So I actually looked at ingredients. The first three ingredients that I picked was high fructose corn syrup, which is literally, it feels like in everything. I also picked bleached flour because bleached flour sounds exactly like what it is. It's like, do we really think there's a different bleaching agent for clothes than there is for bleaching food? I'm not really sure, but that to me just didn't sound like something we needed to be eating. And then I also went with, um, artificial food colorings. Those were the first three ingredients that I started with. If I would pick up a brand or a food and it had those three things, I immediately put it back on the shelf and tried to find a different option. And by simply focusing on those three ingredients and putting those things back on the shelf, I was immediately able to start eliminating hundreds of other toxic ingredients without even having to memorize all of these other ingredients we needed to avoid as well. Absolutely. I remember when I first started looking at labels and I did the same thing. I started with high fructose corn syrup. It's in like pickles and yeah. <laughs> ketchup and cereals and things that you would never imagine that it would be in. And there are, I mean, it's easy to find options that may not necessarily be organic, but a lot of brands now are, I mean, consumers are asking for this and it is completely disrupting the food industry. So many more pro products are out there on the market that are easier to find, that are affordable. I mean, I don't know if you have Aldi in your area, but we have it here and it's, you know, a really affordable store that has like very good discount items. Costco, I know, has a lot of really good organic products. What supermarkets do you have in your area that 
that have good options? Um, we do have an Aldi. Um, I do like going to Sam's Club as well. They do have the bulk items, like, an, um, of course, at the Sam's Club prices, which is amazing. Um, I personally absolutely love Sprouts Farmer's Market. Yes. Um, they have, like, the buy one, get one free special. So usually on those kinds of days, like, I will stock up. And, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, when we started this journey in 2015, there were... Z- I mean, there just wasn't a lot of options to choose from. But I mean, when you start leaving certain brands on the shelves and the manufacturer and the company see, it's like, whoa, our chips are being left on the shelves. Our cereal is expiring because people aren't buying it anymore. I promise they are going to notice. And we literally vote with our dollars. So if we are picking up a safer cereal, the cereal company that makes it with high fructose corn syrup and artificial flavors and all this food coloring, they're going to notice that their cereals are constantly being left on the shelves and it'll cause them and almost force their hand to make changes if they still want to make a profit. Absolutely. So let's move on to skincare. So not makeup just yet, but just like lotions and even like shampoos and things like that. What were ingredients that you saw in those products that we should avoid? Well, you have to think about your skin being your largest organ and it's filled with so many different pores that whatever we put on our skin is absolutely important. So you do want to avoid things like parabens, which is an artificial preservative that can actually mimic the estrogen hormone. And a lot of people think that, um, You know, whenever we say like hormone disrupting chemicals or endocrine disruptors, we just think about estrogen and testosterone, but so many functions in our bodies are actually controlled by so many other hormones in the body. So you want to avoid artificial preservatives. You want to avoid, of course, like artificial colors because it's not food. We're not ingesting skincare, but there are colors and lotions and there are especially fragrance. If you avoid one thing in your skincare product, don't even worry about any other word on the label. If you see the word fragrance, run, put that baby back on the shelf and never buy that again. The word fragrance alone can house over 3000 chemicals and chances are over 80% of those chemicals haven't even been tested for the effects it can have on the body short term, long term, or at all. Yeah, I do know that that term fragrance is protected legally for those companies as a proprietary ingredient. So they they could put a lot of things under that one word and they don't have to list that on the ingredients label. So that's a really good one to watch out for. Yes, and there's even brands that will say, and this is called greenwashing, but on the front of the bottle, it'll say phthalate-free fragrance. But what else is in the fragrance? And then even if it says phthalate-free fragrance, I mean... Like you said, there's still so many other chemicals that can hide in that one word and they can just say, oh, it's a trade secret. We don't have to tell you what we use. But I mean, if a baker has to tell you all their ingredients because of food sensitivities and because of food allergies on their um, recipes, then why shouldn't a lotion bottle or a body spray or even just a face wash, why shouldn't they tell you what's also in their products as well? Absolutely. And you kind of mentioned this regarding cleaning products, actual sprays, body sprays and, you know, perfumes and things like that are not tested for ingestion. And we certainly are inhaling that into our lungs. And there is no evidence that that is safe to be inhaled. Correct. It's like they say it's clinically proven to kill 99% whatever a bacteria. But what is it also killing whenever you inhale it? Like there's just not 
any studies that are done to protect your health. Yes, or even like for room sprays and air fresheners, you don't you think it's just smelling good, but you don't realize that those chemicals are going into your lungs and that that will have an effect on your body. Well, and you also have to think about it, you know, when you have fragrances, they tend to cling, right? You spray it on your couch and it stays for days. You spray it on your shirt and you can put it back in the closet. You know, if you're one of those people that doesn't like to wash it immediately after wear, I like to wear certain things, you know, a couple different times. But if your detergent is still in the fibers, certain fragrances are also made with certain adhesives and certain glues. You have to think about it. When you wash a shirt and it goes through an entire cleaning cycle and it still comes out smelling like the detergent, those glues are adhering to the fibers. And so whenever we are inhaling that, we are literally also inhaling certain adhesives and glues that probably should have never been in our lungs to begin with. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's like day one, like parenting, like don't let your kids inhale glues. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's move on to makeup. What do you have to say about makeup? Because that's probably, I feel like when I started on this journey, it started with food and then it moved to lotions and shampoos. And I feel like makeup was like the last thing that I thought of. Yes. And I think honestly, that just comes with being a mom because we're focused on taking care of everyone else that whenever it's finally time to take care of ourselves, we come last. And so that was honestly the exact same way I did it as well. I focused on food. I focused on cleaning supplies. I focused on stuff that my family was exposed to. And then I took care of my makeup and my skincare and my items last because I was like, I need to make sure they're good and then I'll worry about myself. So with makeup, I mean, if women are putting on makeup, I mean, some girls start, you know, in their teens or preteens and then they find a brand that they love. Um, They find a body spray that they love or they find a foundation that they love. Think about it. If they consistently and um, throughout the course of their life find this one foundation and then they use it until, you know, the Lord calls them home, that is potentially 50 to 70 years that you are putting that on your face, that you are letting it absorb into your skin without even thinking about reading the labels. And so this is where makeup can have a huge impact on our health because again, our skin is our largest organ. So whatever we are putting on our skin whether it's the toxic ingredients or the contaminants that have not been thoroughly tested and shifted out of the makeup or the heavy metals. Those are all staying in our body for X number of years that we are using that product. So do you have any specific brands that you recommend that are clean brands for makeup? Um, I personally love and use Beauty Counter. Um, Beauty Counter so far has been one of the only companies and I think like a couple others as well, but you know, I haven't looked into them. Um, but beauty counter thoroughly tests every single ingredient and they have, and every single ingredient has to pass a 23 safety checkpoint before it's used in the formulas. So toxicity or inhalation, toxicity, dermal toxicity, reproductive, um, toxicity, uh, carcinogenity, um, is likeliness to cause cancer and just so many different things that have to be done. They also triple test for heavy metals which I think is huge because there's a lot of um, artificial colors that are from the earth. And even if they're natural, it's like, are they being tested for the contaminants and for the heavy metals that they could contain? A couple other brands that I know do a pretty good job of vetting their ingredients as well is um, Mineral Fusion. I know Ilia does a good job. I know some people are familiar with Crunchy as well. And some of these brands, like I haven't personally used, but I don't want to just suggest one brand to people and be like, oh, this is the only brand you can buy. 
But I will say that like I, I stand behind Beauty Counter because I haven't seen testing as rigorous as they do for every ingredient that goes into their formulas. That's really great to hear. Yeah, we um, had a previous episode with another Beauty Counter person. I, I know so many people now that are doing beauty counter because I think they started researching different products and have all seemed to land on the same, on the same line because there just are not very many companies out there that are, you know, being as rigorous with their testing as that company. Well, and I will say too, it's like beauty counter is not just worried about our products being made safe. You know, our CEO was the first clean beauty CEO to go before Congress and let them know it's like, Hey, did you realize that there's toxins in our baby lotions? Did you realize there's toxins in our shampoos? She is bringing information forward and showing them it's like our current self-care regulations are not good enough. And so Beauty Counter is also trying to make it so that all products across the board, not just Beauty Counters, are made safe. I love that. That's so cool. I love that so much. Um, so let's move on to cleaning supplies. Cause I feel like this is a big one. So what would you say? I know that there are a lot of, even like not even talking about brands, but like there are a lot of simple, basic, like home cleaning supplies that you can make that will clean most of your house. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So vinegar is a really good one. Um, you also just want to be careful not to inhale too much vinegar because who wants that? Um, vinegar, even just citrus, um, the acidity and just natural citrus, lemons, oranges can help as well. I know some people like to do a mixture of vinegar, water, um, lemon oils. Um, I personally just really like to use a couple different brands like Force of Nature. They um, disinfect and sanitize as well. And then Athos Cleaning is another great one. Um, but there's literally just so many different oils. And so many people think that it's like, again, going back to the conversation we had earlier, it's like, unless it smells like bleach, it's not clean. It's like really clean. is just the absence of nothing. Like you yes. don't want it to come out smelling like a certain thing. I mean, the lemon oils are great because I do like a little like scent around without having artificial fragrances, but really clean just means that there's just nothing there. Yeah, for sure. I really love Norwex brand for clean laundry detergent. I use their laundry detergent and it's, I mean, it will clean out just the most gross kid soccer <laughs> mud clothing and it will just make it so clean. Um, and they are a very reliable and clean company. And also their EnviroCloth is just like the best thing. And I don't even work for that company. I just yeah. love them so much. They have their EnviroCloth has silver embedded into it, which is naturally antimicrobial. And you can literally wipe off your counters with raw chicken with just the Enviro cloth and water and it will kill the bacteria on the counter, which is just, I I'm obsessed with Norwex. Yeah, I've heard amazing things about Norwex. I have yet to try it, but like, I just keep on hearing that one come up consistently. Yes. I would highly recommend it. And I will put a link in the show notes um, for where you can get these products because there are so many good ones. And I mean, not to like do a commercial for Noel's naturals, but you know, we really try to, all of these things that you've talked about for all these different products, we really stand by because, I mean, I started my company as a mom, just as somebody looking for products out there that are clean because they're, it's so hard to find them. So that's why, you know, anything that our company sells is something that I personally 
feel comfortable and safe using on my children. Our tallow balm, you know, we use on our baby's bottoms. It's the most sensitive skin there is. So, you know, we really make sure that everything is clean and to the highest standard and, you know, toxin-free and pesticide-free and paraben-free and all the frees that you can think of. And honestly, like, I just love, because, like, the same testimony that you have, like, that's how Greg was. And, like, I'm sure that's how many other businesses start. It's like, we have this desire for clean products for our families. And then after doing some research, it's like, wow, there's really a need for this. So for someone like you to have just that vision and to bring it together, it's like, you know what, good for you for seeing a need and doing something about it. Yeah, for sure. Now, let me ask you as far as like your family goes and your husband, like how has this transition been for your family? Are they on board? Do they fight you on this? And how do you kind of deal with that? Um, well, my husband is just kind of really chill and go with the flow. If I buy him his shampoo, he's like, all right, I guess I'll use it. <laughs> um, and my kids, for the most part, are the same way. Now, my girls are teenage girls. And I know, you know, when we were younger, it's like there was certain big um, body spray and lotions and candle stores that are just very popular. And so it is kind of hard, especially in this phase, because that's just what's what everyone is using. But it's also like, again, I said, it's like, I don't want them to dread. It's like, oh my gosh, my mom says I can't have that. And so I just let them see for themselves. It's like, obviously, during a time whenever they were like preteens, and they didn't like make their own money or get birthday monies and stuff to spend. It was like, I just didn't buy it. So they didn't have it. But now they're getting to the point where they get gifts from friends, or you know, they have their own money, and they want to have a candle that is like what everyone else has. And so then, you know, they say, it's like, wow, I had a headache the other day. It's like, weird. What were you diffusing in your room? You know, what yeah. kind of candle did you light up in there? And so, yeah. um, so there's just some battles that I choose not to pick just because I feel like ultimately they're just going to be able to see and feel the difference. Now, are there any bridges that you'll like die on? Like, like we, we cannot have this in our house. I'm going to have to throw this out. Uh, I mean, not so much as like brands, but more so just in personal decisions with certain medicines. Like we just don't allow certain things in our house. We don't allow certain things to go inside of our body or to be injected in our body just because I have no idea if my children or one of my loved ones is going to be the next one that gets injured from certain things. So there's just certain things like that, that we like, I will, yes, that's my bridge. I will not cross. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we're probably on the same page with that. Sometimes it's hard, you know, my husband, he has come such a long way. And it's so funny things that I, him and I kind of, you know, discussed passionately a number of years ago and disagreed on. (laughs) I hear him now telling other people like, oh yeah, we use this or we use that. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting perspective you have there. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) But, you know, sometimes he'll go to the grocery store and see things that are buy one, get one. And it's a really good deal. And, and he'll just grab it, not thinking, oh, that's probably not a great thing. And so I really had to navigate because I have, you know, a partner who doesn't fully buy in to all of the things that I, you know, make issues of. So that's been tough in our house because my kids are like, oh, come on, mom, it tastes really good. Or can yeah. we just have this? And so, you know, you do have to choose those battles and, and really try to be 
open and compromising, but I really love the way that you kind of go about it is kind of letting kind of the consequences of, of choosing those products speak for themselves. Yes. And I do have like a very vivid example. So my kids used to be like the weird kids, like they would pack lunches. It's like, Ooh, what kind of healthy organic thing do you have today? And you know what? It didn't take long for the kids at their lunch table to start asking their parents for the brands that we would buy. And that was actually one time that I actually bought them just the conventional, the regular Lunchable. I didn't buy them the organic or the better ones. I I thought I was being the cool mom. And it's like, ooh, I'm letting them have a treat this time. They came home that day and they're just like, mom, those are so gross. Like, please (laughs) don't ever buy those again. And it's like, oh, okay. And so like where I thought I was being like, going to be the mom that like they loved for the day they were like yeah please just keep buying the better ones and the more organic ones that's awesome I love that and you know it's funny I always tell people that they say like oh my kids eat so much candy or my kids eat this or my kids eat that and I I just want to tell them you are the gatekeeper those they don't have a driver's license they don't have a wallet they're not going down to the store and buying their own stuff you're the one who's allowing it to come in so you know, you can be the one who says, no, this, I'm not buying this or this isn't coming in our house. And it it might be a lot harder if you have older children who maybe have already developed some habits or some tastes for things, but, you know, making those changes just a little at a time, eventually their tastes will change and they will get on board with it and prefer those things. And especially if you're a, a young mom with young children who haven't really quite started, you know, having their own taste as far as food goes, now is the time to implement those changes because it's so much easier if you start this path early for them to get used to that just being normal. And that's yes. the only thing that they have grown up eating. It's the only products they've grown up using and it seems normal to them. Yes. And I've definitely noticed it's like, if we have been on a certain brand of cereal or a certain brand of chips or a certain brand of, you know, X, Y, Z, once we do like go on vacation and we get the other brands that we used to buy, to me, they just taste so much like chemicals. Like it is like, it is the weirdest thing to try to describe, but it just does not taste like real food. And I feel like over time they have definitely noticed that as well, which is kind of nice because it's like, then I don't feel like I'm fighting them. Then they just know it's like, wow, yeah, mom, you're right. Like this does taste better because it's probably closer to the more real ingredients that it should be. Absolutely. For sure. Well, this has gone by so quickly and has been so incredibly informative. I really hope that the listeners have gotten as much out of this conversation as I have. You're just a wealth of knowledge. Well, I appreciate you inviting me on here. Like I could seriously sit and talk about this stuff all day. Cause I feel like we've only touched like the teeny tiny tip of like the iceberg that is going toxin free. But I mean, sometimes like that teeny tiny tip is like the first step that you need to take to really just change your life and to see your family's lives changed as well. Absolutely. And there are so many more resources on your social media. I will put them in the show notes, but go ahead and, and say right now what your social media is. Yeah. So you can find me at Toxin Free for Life. I've got highlights that are labeled. I've got posts. I love making reels that are fun and informative. So, I mean, just feel free to scroll. And if you ever have questions about anything, please do not hesitate to DM me. Awesome. Thank you so much for being so open and for doing this research, because the, the thing is that's so hard is We talked about this on another podcast that as moms, we have time to scroll 
but we don't always have time to do the research ourselves. So having someone like you that we can rely on, that you've already done the research and we can just kind of scroll through your page and see different tips and and swaps that you can make is such a great resource for moms and for families. Absolutely. I'm always happy to help. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Naturally Noel Show, empowering you to live a more natural life one step at a time. Thank you.